This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. One of the other things I we all really appreciated about this school and the Big Ten in general is there's some uh, length to coaching tenures in this league. That's not always the case in a couple other uh, Power Five leagues. Like I said, I'm grateful to, to Ronnie and Bill and the leadership on this campus for having faith in us. This was a, a fix, and we're in the process of getting it fixed, and it's going to happen, but grateful for the people in Nebraska that are as impatient as I am, but that trust us, and grateful to the people on campus that uh, that trust us as well. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. That was head coach Scott Frost uh, discussing his contract extension that brings him out through 2026. It's time now for the mailbag. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus, and we bring in Husker Online intern Mike Wheeler. Mike, what do you have to lead us off in the mailbag? All right, guys, so you kind of talked about this, but after watching the game this past Saturday against Wisconsin, do you think that Nebraska has, in fact, closed the gap with them when it comes to size, speed, strength, and physicality and all that? I mean, I, I still think depth and size, they're still ways away. I mean, Wisconsin had control of that game in the trenches for the most part. I mean, they, they rushed three defensive linemen and got to got to Martinez and created pressure with three. Um, so I think Nebraska has improved in the last couple of years. Um, but to say they've closed it, I, I, I you know, I, I still think, you know, in life without Jonathan Taylor will tell us a lot next year about Wisconsin as well. Yeah, I don't think it was nearly as uh, obvious as it has been in previous matchups, but uh, there's still a gap there, but yeah, I think there has been some gains made. You know, I think especially on Nebraska's offensive line against Wisconsin's defense. I mean, the the running stats speak for themselves that Nebraska was able to control the line of scrimmage for maybe the first time since 2012 in this matchup. That uh, you know they they were actually able to have some balance offensively and um, you know even the playing field at least on that side of the ball now. Defense has a long way to go, especially with its tackling and being able to hold up for four quarters, but um, they're making small but steady improvements in that regard. Yeah, they're making gains, and, and I think that's all you can really ask for uh, at this point in time. It's it's going to be uh, continue to be a work in progress, but I think anytime you can look back and say, well, that was probably, you know, that was arguably the best day the offensive line had had, and that comes against Wisconsin's defense, I think that's that's definitely an improvement. All right, guys, so uh, now two games left now in the season. Nebraska needs exactly two wins to uh, become bowl eligible. What percentage chance do you actually give the Huskers now to make it to a postseason game? I mean, I think if they get the win this week, and I think they will, and they, and they look good doing it, I mean, I'd give them about a 35% chance to beat Iowa. Yeah, I'm not going to go that high because that would require Nebraska to put together two straight games of solid football, and they haven't done that all season. Uh, they haven't even put together four straight quarters of good football. And Iowa's defensive numbers are worth yeah. noting. And that's so – I just – I mean, sure they'll have a chance, but I'm going to put it lower. I'll go like 15 to 20%. I'm going to be the optimist, I guess. Um, Homer. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, 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 do, I think they take care of business. Take your coach's polo and, off and <laughs> – I think they take care of business against Maryland, and and you know what? I, I think that that gives you that gives you maybe a little bit of an edge, or at least maybe evens the playing field just a little bit more. And you're at home, Iowa. Yeah, you're at home. You you there's there's definitely a lot on the line. Um, so you know, I I would say. Thirty-seven percent. Who you went higher just than my thirty-five? Just a couple <laughs> higher than your thirty-five. So a three-eighths of a chance. Uh, yes. Yep. All right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Heading over to basketball here. Uh, is there any sort of update that we can get on Shamil Stevenson, or whether or not the NCAA is going to 
grant that waiver? You know, we haven't heard a whole lot on that front lately from Robin. Yeah, nothing. Uh, and that's kind of the way the NCAA operates. You know, you can't just – Fred Hoiberg can't call the NCAA and say, hey, what's, what's the latest on that waiver? Uh, they call you when they're ready to let you know if there's any news on that. So Nebraska's left kind of with their – hands tied behind their back and hoping for the best. Uh, Shamil's still practicing as if he's going to be eligible any day. Um, but, you know, for the time being, um, what's going to be interesting is they're going to be in a situation where you have to make a judgment call. Of if he misses enough time, is it worth playing him this season? Um, you know, waiver or not? Uh, because if he does, then he'll only have one more year of eligibility. Whereas if you redshirt him this year, which that is still on the table, uh, then you could come back next year with two full years as a redshirt junior. So um, the longer this goes, the less likely uh, you are to see Shamil Stevenson play this season. All right, heading over to recruiting. Uh, we heard on Wednesday, actually, that Nebraska will be getting the final visit from a four-star all-purpose back named uh, Jaquavius Marks. Currently committed to Mississippi State, but uh, what news do you have on that? Uh, yeah, so Jaquavius Marks, you know, taking that official visit on on the 13th, um, you know, and, and I think that caught some people by surprise. Um, not, you know, not just because he's a four star uh, that that we, we really haven't heard much about, but that he's a, a running back. And Nebraska's had their two running back commits for a long time now, and, and Marvin Scott, and then of course uh, Sevion Morrison. But I think with the departure of Maurice Washington, um, and we've seen you know the, kind of the lack of depth, or at least the lack of players that that they fully trust uh at at the running back position they need some more bodies back there and so I I think it does make sense to bring in Jaquavius Marks and um you know he's committed to Mississippi State there's been a lot of talk about uh Moorhead possibly leaving he's he's visited Wisconsin uh which I think you know it kind of tells you if Wisconsin is interested that he's he's a really good player um you know he's going to be taking a trip to Louisville and uh, Nebraska kind of gets that last shot there right before the early signing period, which he's going to be doing. So we'll see what happens. What do you got next, Mike? All right, guys. So how else are the walk-ons getting practice work uh, besides the scout team? Some teams uh, maybe do Sunday practices or something like that, but is there anything Nebraska is doing in that way? They do a Friday practice right now, but somebody in the chat this week asked Nate and I about this. Um, do, do they do the, uh, the, the four the stations. stations? And I mean, they haven't done that for – 20 years and and it's I don't even know if didn't Nate, I don't even think Solitz really did it at that level not not like Osborne used to do I mean back in the day they would have three units that would get over 100 reps of practice so that would require three scout teams for each unit and they would have three things going all at one time and then they would have that going on both sides of the ball so you might have three scout team offenses three scout team defenses three offensive units three defensive units and everybody would get a number it's just not realistic well and the the thing about it is you used to be able to have a lot more assistants or GAs or whatever that could actually coach on the field and and be more involved uh, with that which obviously when you're talking about having that many you know scout teams or whatever going you you need all the all hands on deck well now you're, you're kind of limited to the amount of GAs or or coaches that can actually coach and instruct on the field 
Um, and, and I think that kind of, that kind of limits exactly, you know, how you can operate those stations or whatever that people always feel like Nebraska needs to be doing. Yeah. Well, another good thing is too, with the extra bye week I know they were able to have two of those young guy walk on scrimmages over the bye weekend. So, uh, as far as just the opportunity for evaluation, firsthand evaluation from the coaching staff of those walk-ons this year is probably as good as it's going to get. So, you know, what they're lacking maybe in the day-to-day stuff, they at least had another uh, full-on scrimmage to showcase what they could do. What do you got left, Mike? Final question. All right, guys. So you have Bo Pelini, Bill Callahan, and Scott Frost. You get a ha- you get to play around a golf with one. You have to be handcuffed to one for a week, and you have to use your 401K to start up a business with one. Where are you going? And you can only take one coach for each. One for each, yep. Uh, and Mike Riley's not one of them. Nope. Just Bo Pelini, Bill Callahan, Scott Frost. Oh. <sighs> Probably a round of golf with Frost because I know he likes to golf, um, enjoys golf, and he, he'd be fun to play around golf with and just be a dude with, got BS with. I'd pr- give my 401K. God, this is tough because I don't want to be handcuffed to Bo Pelini, <laughs> but I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I also don't want Bo managing my 401K either. Maybe you could play golf. With okay, Bo. I want to play golf with Bo just for the entertainment value of him losing his you-know-what. I'm going to be. Which hand- I've seen happen before. I'm so going to be handcuffed to Frost because no you get at least handle being tied up with him for a while. And Callahan's doing my 401k because that guy was about as meticulous as it comes. Yeah, I'm gonna have the same answers except with uh, Bo. Far by far the most enta- entertaining round that you're gonna have uh, with Frost. You could probably at least you know get some of the benefit of hanging out with Scott Frost for a day. And then yeah, Bill. I think he'd, he'd actually do pretty well with my finance, my finances. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I think all three coaches are very bright, uh, but I, I would probably trust Scott or Bill with my finances more than, than well, I don't know, Bo's pretty tight. He, he'd probably, actually, he probably would be pretty good at managing some money. But I, my, my answers are I mean, the same. I mean, he had Joe Mowgli in his office yeah, for a yeah, while. Yeah, that's true. Uh, my answers are the same, though. The entertainment value to play golf with, uh, with Bo uh, especially if you could find a way to get under his skin and get him get the competitive juices flowing. Uh, there's going to be broken uh, putters. There's going to be clubs <laughs> that are thrown. That, that in itself makes it an easy answer. Absolutely. So yeah, my answers are the same. But uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a good question. All right, that wraps it up here for the mailbag. Thanks, Mike. Can Thanks we come back? Us, uh, we'll talk some recruiting here with Nate Klaus. You're listening to the Husker Online Show.